We would like to advise that the following program may contain adult themes, occasional nudity, and language that may offend some listeners. Thank God it's... Welcome to the Lindley Evans Music Studio at the ABC and Ultimo for another edition of our award-worthy radio show. Thank God it's Friday. I'm Richard Glover and this week with the music, please welcome the Black Sorrows. And our panel, Wendy Harmer, Tommy Dean and James O'Loughlin. And our audience this week from Kalbara Beach, Coffs Harbour, Tasmania, Wollongong, Arimba and Borkham Hills. But first, as usual, here is the news from nowhere. I'm in the supermarket, and next to me, a young couple are doing the weekly shopping. The man is dispatched by his wife to grab a pack of flour, so he selects one and puts it in the trolley. And she looks up from the trolley and speaks to him with a fierceness that takes my breath away. Why didn't you get the tight-ass one? Why didn't you get the tight-ass one? She asks again, incredulous. And the man shrugs as if he's heard it all before and he he dutifully gets the expensive one and and totters off to swap the packet for the no-name version. A surge of love passes through my heart. What a magnificent woman. She, she's a tightwad just like me. And so young. Part of a whole new generation of tightwads. Oh, if things had been different. If I was just 30 years younger, think of the glorious life we could have had together. She and I, supping on no-name dairy treat. Chug-a-lugging cask wine. Me peeling her a past the use-by-date grape. I could buy her sexy underwear at the annual socks and undies sale at Target, 20% off, personal shoppers only. I could buy her that cheap perfume you get at the stall at the Easter show. Oh, we'd be in love, ladies and gentlemen, (laughs) her and me. The urge to save is a compulsion. I have a mental image of the house as a container that is full of holes, the cash just pouring out. Do other people think like this? It is for me to run around and plug each hole in turn. The monthly Telstra bill is like a knife in my heart. (laughs) Signing up with Telstra, it seems to me, is like having a brother with a heroin addiction. Every five minutes, he's back at your door demanding money. How far to take this desire to save? Uh, Over the years, I've collected money-making tips. So stingy that even I don't use them. But I'll, I'll share them with you. Uh, There is, for example, the technique of taking one's own toenail clippings and... No. No. Stay with me. And placing them in a twist of discarded pantyhose. Apparently, it produces a very effective pot scourer. (laughs) It's free. Okay, some other ideas. Uh, I I see that one hasn't worked. Don't ever use parking metres. Instead, park on the pavement, circle your car with police tape and pretend it's a crime scene. You save ten bucks. Uh, enjoy free travel by dressing in a shabby uniform, a, 
adopting a really truculent manner and pretending you're a Sydney-trained security guard. <laughs> No-one will tell the difference. Uh, make your children forage for food. As a bonus, by week three, your cockroach and mice problems will have disappeared. Uh, instead of buying new books, reread old favourites backwards, a chapter at a time. This often brings a surprise happy ending with both Madame Bovary and Anna Karenina alive at the end. It's a better book. Try cutting your own hair using scissors and a mirror. Later, later have your ears sewn back on in a public hospital, thus enjoying the free meal. Uh, when offering... Uh, when they're offering free samples at Woolworths, don a fake beard, a wig and a putty nose and shuffle back and forth past the free sample lady until you've consumed her whole stock of chipolatas. <laughs> uh, make your own designer clothes. Use Tipex to white out most of the letters so that your target own brand looks like a French label called It. <laughs> Uh, eat flour and yeast and then sit in a hot bath to save on the cost of buying a bread-making machine. Uh, save the environment and the cost of bags by eating your food before you reach the checkout. Uh, and save on film costs by printing stock shots of babies, soccer teams, weddings, etc. off the internet, knowing that the people in your family don't really look that different. <laughs> the aged Tasmanian tightwad, Marjorie Bly, a, a, a personal hero of mine, uh, has made floor rugs from old trousers and hats from supermarket bags. Jocasta, I feel, would look quite fetching in a hat made of bright yellow bags, the ones you get from Golo. And if she's not interested, I bet that wonderful young woman in the supermarket, <laughs> she'd go for it. And that's the news from nowhere. Yeah. Uh, Wendy Harmer, Tommy Dean and, and, and James O'Loughlin are here. Welcome. Uh, yeah, uh, uh, Tommy? Deep enjoyable, but uh, I don't... Uh, I, I bake a lot. Yeah. And I'm, I'm pretty convinced that all flowers cost nothing. They cost nothing. The flour? The flour costs nothing. No, but the bread-making machine costs nothing. So what I'm suggesting with your baking is you just eat no, all, no, no, no. I mean, eat the, all the, the ingredients. The opening premise, the, yeah. the woman being upset at the man for getting the expensive flour. Oh, yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't know what... No, there is a difference. There is a difference. Well, I, don't, I don't know where it is. Do it's you double. steal yeah. your flour? It's double. The, the own brand is half the price of the uh, family. Yeah, but, but the most expensive flour that you can get in your basic supermarket <laughs> is $2.50. It's like $2.50. Yeah. Yeah, but you're talking yeah. too much time Tommy, Tommy, that's my point. <laughs> can I make I just a... think there's certain things you don't discount on. Like, I don't... I don't. No, I, 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 don't I admire saving money, but like, like toilet paper. Yeah. Go to the top of the line. <laughs> For the few bucks that you save, like I, I, you know, I imagine there may be a time when I'd be all like, hey, in the grocery, like go back over in the produce department, can I just have these corn husks you're not going to use? <laughs> Maybe I'll cross purpose those. I'm only a tightwad in one circumstance. I'm usually all right. When I'm out uh, with, say, four or five friends and we're going rounds, when I get there, I'm fine. Third round, I'm fine. And then after about, I don't know, maybe it's five drinks, I become a total tight one. And it's really <laughs> convenient because at that point it is so easy to avoid your shout. Aye. Right, because everyone's also had five drinks and you just go, no, 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 it's your, it yours. No, I did the last one. And they go, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah but that's, that, is the, that, is the, you know, that is the worst crime 
There's worse yeah, Australian crime. That's the only time yeah, I want it. I don't it know goes, why. It goes, it goes you know, murder, uh, <laughs> tax avoidance. I know. Missing your shout. <laughs> I know. I don't know why. I'm not saying it's good. It's just when it emerges yeah. in me. It doesn't you, you, emerge you, in you other are, You're with Tommy buying the luxury loo paper, are you? Uh, look, I think some things are important and I guess <laughs> your butt's one of them. Yeah, it totally yeah. is. Yeah. It's the most important thing. Yeah. One of the, the most deepest disrespects in this country is RSLs that use those single-sheet horror papers. Yeah. Yeah. If there's anybody in the world that deserves good toilet paper, it's the return service people. <laughs> <laughs> Get them proper toilet paper. Yeah. Put, put it this way. If you're looking at either end, if it was uh, the, the, the expensive toothbrush or the toilet paper, I, I'd go downstairs all the downstairs time. Downstairs every definitely. day. Okay. My philosophy on this is, look, um, if there's a cheaper brand, why would you possibly buy it? Buy the most expensive thing you can possibly afford. You know, life is a little river and you're on a boat <laughs> of money. And sometimes it's in full flood and sometimes it's a trickle. Enjoy the ride. Yeah. Spend your money, oh, you tight you asses. Yeah. So beautiful. So beautiful. In fact, if you had not switched your money to what you now currently make it out of, I'd use that for toilet paper. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, after the show, it's Wendy's shout. <laughs> <laughs> now, the, uh, let's check if you're up with this week's news. Who was left wondering about the status of women? Who was wondering about women? Uh, Wonder Woman. Wonder Woman. Wonder Woman. People are really worried about Wonder Woman because of being a... a, 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 a an icon for the uh, 75th birthday um, of uh, the UN, on her 75th birthday, for the, as a new honorary ambassador for the empowerment of women and girls. And everybody was like, what? What is this? Like, that's supposed to be a symbol of womanhood and she looks like she's just stepped out of a porno movie, really, in that little <laughs> outfit there. She's also not. She's also not. Real. Real. Yeah, yeah. that's she's it. made up. That's she's got problem. an... She's got an invisible plane. How's that going to help anyone? Yeah. Uh, you know what? Someone said, why has she got an invisible plane? And the response from the guy who created it was, she was she's got to carry her invisible luggage, of course. <laughs> yeah, That's why. And but, really, how does anyone know she's got an invisible plane? Really? <laughs> <laughs> It's a thinker, isn't it? It's yeah, a it thinker. is a thinker. Uh, but you know the thing is, we've got what you've got to have a look at here is that superheroes for years and years and years have always been drawn in scanty outfits, right, Tommy? Absolutely. Could it be because men actually drew them? Do you think that's possible? I, I think it is. There's an Australian woman who draws, draws her at the moment, though, actually. Do you think that if women actually drew male superheroes, all they'd be wearing is a pair of supersonic Y fronts and that's it? <laughs> think about that. I think that's true. Look, I, I think it's just leaving aside the whole kind of gender thing... I think having oh, a... Oh, yeah, a, let's leave the whole no, aside. Well, <laughs> the gender thing. That's I mean, a good idea. you've covered that. There is an additional point that it's really <laughs> stupid to have, a, have a, as a role model a superhero because it sends the wrong message. Like you think, oh, that's awesome. Wonder Woman did all that. I'll just, oh, no, well, I don't have magical powers or an invisible mm-hmm. plane, so I can't do it. In other words, can't we get a real person to yeah, be Yeah, exactly. Empower, like, I, I'd like to nominate my wife, Lucy, as the new UN, whatever it is, ambassador instead of Wonder Woman. She lost her keys today. And she spent an hour and a half looking for them. She went to two houses. She drove to a hospital and back, all looking for her keys and then found them under the letterbox. That sort of persistence. (laughs) I'm not saying losing your keys is something that should make her a role model. But what she did after, that sort of persistence, is far better than just getting a magical suit. Yes, such a suck. But, yes, and (laughs) humiliating your wife on the radio, that's so great. I'm saying she should be a... 
<laughs> she should be a role model. Oh, right. Do, do, do you think a superhero is, is, a, is a good role model? No, no, I, uh, I have a huge crush on uh, Lucy Bell. And I believe she should be. I support James in elevating his wife yeah. to the role of UN <laughs> ambassador for women. I, I think what you described is different from a role model. No, no. I'm assuming she's still going to wear the Wonder Woman costume. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I read this properly. I just want to know how this yeah. works. That's, got, that, that's what got me thinking about the two together, definitely. It's, uh, it's curious. It's curious. I, uh, I just don't know why we would start with Wonder Woman... And then not have uh, you know Batman. In fact, the UN could become. I think maybe if they change the entire thing to the Hall of Justice, <laughs> then I think it would make sense <laughs> if we replaced all of yeah. our role models. Uh, but I don't but, understand. But you know, Richard, one of the things that I don't get, you know, if you watch an action movie, you know, the, the like, like, look at, say, go back even, it's been happening for years, if go back to Mad Max Beyond Thunderdome, right? And um, in that post-apocalyptic world, there's Mad Max, various idiots clumping around, they've got full body armour on, put together from old bits of leftover tinfoil, sardine tins, hubcaps, vinyl car seat covers, and there is Tina Turner wearing practically nothing. Now, I don't understand at what point in the future Women say, oh, well, the world's stuffed. I think I'll start tithing around in my undies. <laughs> <laughs> when does that actually happen? It's very hot in the desert. <laughs> yeah. She looks like she's going off to a desert disco, the old Tina <laughs> Turner. I don't get it. All right. Who has solicited a whole lot of argy-bargy this week? Who has solicited Ooh. a whole lot of argy-bargy? Well, lawyer James. Yes, well, this is the story of the uh, disagreement between the Attorney General George Brandis with his solicitor, General Justin Gleeson. Oh, sorry, the whole uh, audience fell asleep then. Yeah, I... that's right. <laughs> but I think there is something interesting about it because the legal profession is usually so discreet. You never get lawyers on radio or TV sh shows because they never say anything interesting and they're dud telling. <laughs> uh, they're terrible to interview. They're so careful. They get someone acquitted of the most glamorous and exciting crime, you know, um, and they go, my client is on balance satisfied with the outcome. You know, they'll never give you a good, uh, they'll never be a good soundbite. Uh, and, and, you know, just to hear them going at each other is refreshingly Good, yeah, yeah, it's yeah. fantastic. They had a real crack, didn't yeah, they? Yeah, they but, had but, but, good. But then, you know, it's called, but then this is the other whitewash term they use, though, which I don't agree with, and you hear it a lot now, and it's irreconcilable differences, isn't it? I mean, it's always cited by people who are divorcing, and um, look, I would say that our, in my case, it's our irreconcilable differences that are actually keeping us together, in <laughs> fact, in, um, and, you know, he's, he's a man and I'm a woman, there's your irreconcilable okay. difference. Yeah. I mean, you know, I think a salad could be a meal, for instance. <laughs> uh, I see a mouldy shower unit. He thinks an it's an opportunity for the Wilderness Society. <laughs> Stuff like that. So we do think very, very differently, mm. I think. Mm. And you think about it. The way a guy thinks, you know, you, if you tune into a guy's mind, he can't think of that many things all at once. I mean, if a guy's coming home from, say, the Sunday night at the footy, he'll be thinking, oh, hope there's a coldie in the fridge for the replay. And that's about it. Yeah. <laughs> now, he'll be thinking, and, and some luxurious loo paper for afterwards. Yes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, a woman's thinking, right, 
What's here to make for tea? I got some rice left over from last night. I can fry that up with a bit of ham and egg. I got some prawns in the back of the freezer. There's a tin of water chestnuts in the Tupperware container in the back of the fridge. Sprawl four spring onions left. For God's sake, watch out for that truck! The baby will have <laughs> some mashed potatoes and pumpkins. I'll put a load of washing while I'm on the spuds are on. John's only got one clean shirt. Lucy's got spoiled. We get the racket out of the hall cupboard. One of Jack's paper mache dinosaurs dry. Oh, Mum's birthday's on Wednesday. My God, what is that smell? <laughs> and wow. in fact, a woman can even think of all of this even while she's having sex. <laughs> oh, that's, I'm so wish you hadn't said that. And in the meantime, what's a man thinking while he's having sex? Oh, she's like a bit of an itchy foot. You know, that's... <laughs> That's really going to change the Wonder Woman fantasy <laughs> really? from now on, isn't it? Say, yeah, it really, it's not going to be as I, good. I don't, I've never really understood what emasculated meant until just now. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> now we're living it, baby. Yeah. All right, one last question from this week's news. Who had business in front of the court but failed to have a party out the back? Hmm? Who had hmm? business in the front? And a party out. Oh, I love this guy. This is this Ziggy with the kind of reverse mullet, isn't it? What's his name? Ziggy Mosselmani. And he actually, he he was sort of defamation payment because people, uh, was it the, who was it, the Daily Telegraph published a photo of him? I think it was the Daily Mail and a couple of other places had a photograph of him coming out of a party. He's just an ordinary guy coming out of an 18th birthday party, I think. And he has this extreme mullet. And they published this on on their websites and then it just, became a sensation around the world. I think it's now been viewed 1.7 million times. And that's why And, and everyone he... was kind of, well, yeah. half mocking him and half celebrating this glorious hairstyle. Yeah, but he was viewed 1.7 million times. Oh. He should be our new Minister for Tourism. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you remember that terrible slogan, Australia, where the bloody hell are you? That didn't work. Everyone went, not at your place, that's for sure. <laughs> but you look up. Uh, I looked up. Do you know what? I'll just... Do this as a test. Mm-hmm. What is New South Wales' slogan at the moment, tourism slogan? Uh, 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 no, see, you don't uh, know. You yeah. know what it is? A bit better than Queensland. <laughs> <laughs> Heaps better than Victoria. Yeah. Uh, New road coming. <laughs> we, wish, wish we hadn't spent all that money on the Olympics. Yeah. <laughs> you know what it is? Just it's... ignore the territory in the middle. <laughs> it's destination New South Wales. Isn't that appalling? Yeah. But if we put it doesn't Zig- really sum it up. No, does it? no. If we put Ziggy in charge, our new slogan could be, and this would be brilliant: "Come and check out me mullet, bro." <laughs> and we would get 1.7 million visitors here. Yeah. First, just so we're, we're clear, yeah. we, we've made it a point that he's quite litigious about people making fun of him. So I, am, <laughs> I am not making fun of him. Well, the uh, the judge said, look, the, the judge said, in a way, people weren't ridiculing you. They were just no, having a bit no, of fun. That's what I understand, because it is quite extreme. You have, it's literally like a bowl cut where the bowl has been shifted to the back. <laughs> it's the back of his head is round with hair, and then all of the front is not hair. It's like can, a bald man you, oh. got punched in the face and it just shifted. <laughs> Can I say, but can what, I, my point I, is, I want to say to this yeah. to the audience, because the radio audience might not understand this, but to see a, a man of Tommy's style sending up another man for his haircut <laughs> this is, my, this is quite something, is it not? <laughs> this is... Uh, I, no, no, this is exactly my point. I think that when you make a defined physical choice, <laughs> when I chose to wear my hair long and glorious... <laughs> I knew that there would be people that looked down upon me. But I was willing to take their jibes 
for the few people that appreciated it. Well, when I chose to snap a bum bag on for the convenience that it offers, I knew there would be deriders. <laughs> but the comfort and convenience of that sack around my waist that shies off any mockery I may have. You make your decisions and you wear them. Let, let, let's look at this from the other point but of view. Actually, I don't think the, James had much choice. Well, the really. minority. <laughs> yeah, I, I think we should speak for people who actually didn't have a choice. I don't have a choice about whether I have a mullet or not. Um, I have a choice about whether I, I stare back at my baldness and say, no, I'm going to shave my head and I exercise that choice. But I, look, who has never had, put up your hand if you've never had a, had a haircut that you thought was a bit silly? Yeah. One hand. Everyone's had one. And but... you can tell, just to be clear, the middle of the gentleman that raised his hand is wrong. <laughs> <laughs> just so we're clear. That's us. So and that's a very good haircut. Uh, <laughs> so I, 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 I had a stupid one when I was at school and, and everyone at school saw, but not everyone in the world saw. Like, I feel really sorry for him, actually. You know, but suddenly you've got this haircut and suddenly the whole world is going, Bleh. Yeah. Well, oh. they, they were drawing, they were making memes, as they say, and yeah, they were yeah, featuring yeah. him on Mount Rushmore with the <laughs> mullet. Yeah. On the American dollar bill with the mullet. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there it is. It would not be fun. Come I and see me totally mullet, fun. bro. I think I mean, it would be totally fun. Yeah. I think he is being too sensitive. He has put himself out in an outrageously cool way. The world has accepted him mm. for the sense of humour that he clearly has about himself and he needs to relax. And you are served. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know, the worst thing that I ever did, and this is, um, you know, a bit of a name-dropping thing, but I actually went to the Oscars one year. Mm-hmm. This is a true mm-hmm. thing. Wow. And, yeah, I oh. did. And um, But I, I didn't go the sort of full, you know, movie star thing to the Oscars. But And so what I did was I was looking in the mirror just be, in the hotel room just before I went to the Oscars, and I thought, oh, gee, my fringe is a bit long. I might just cut that. <sighs> anyway, my hair was wet. You know what it is, ladies, when it dries? I didn't have a fringe. It looked like a fringe on a cushion. It was just <laughs> sticking out. <laughs> Horizontally. And I have pictures of me at the Oscars. And it looks like a pigeon should have landed on me. It's appalling. <laughs> Shocking. We have Wendy Harmer, Tommy Dean and James O'Loughlin. <laughs> Uh, now, it's, uh, it's Halloween on Monday. There's only one, though. Well, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah 100, exactly. Or 100, that's right. Yeah. Uh, now, it's Halloween on Monday and Australia's children will be uh, trying to dress as the scariest thing they can imagine. Mostly it will be vampires and, and zombies. But if they were to dress as something really scary, what are some of the costumes they could try? Oh, Wendy Hummer. Yeah, RBT unit. <laughs> <laughs> You know, like if four of them kind of got together and had a bus costume thing. No, okay. um, Parking officers. Have you hit one of them when you did a topless selfie as well? (laughs) (laughs) Haven't we all been there, ladies and gentlemen? I think so. I'm giving a bit much away, aren't they? Look, all the others were pretty much of the same ilk. Parking officers, council rangers, etc. But listen, if you really wanted to be scary up my part of of, of neck of the woods on the northern beaches, and we have a lot of kids around there going from door to door, you'd dress up as a tick. (laughs) (laughs) And I looked around the op shop, you know, around the party game shops, there's no tick costumes for Halloween. So it would be original as well. It'd be very rich. It'd be great. (laughs) Tommy Dean, who who should they they dress up as? I was thinking in terms of what is is frightening, not for children, but to me, and then my children are all going into high school as of next year. Are they that old, Tommy? Well, yeah, the boy I know. So, so, yeah, so... 
So the uh, the the term fees letter. That <laughs> <laughs> was a fees letter. Oh man, that's scary. Uh, the girls, unfortunately, have just been uh, gauged uh, worthy of the latest trend, so they're going to both go dressed as braces. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that is so scary. <laughs> So scary. I can't believe how much money is being spent. Yeah, thousands, thousands, uh, thousands, thousands. So that's what I know. My mind is going to park a car in their mouth. <laughs> I, so think... I see it. And, then I, and I say this only because she's back in the news. But I've, uh, I said this before when we've had this question earlier. Uh, but it's still in my mind the scariest thing I can think. And since she's back in the news, I want to put it back out there again. But Gina Reinhart in a sexy French maid's outfit. <laughs> yeah. Eating a steak. First, with the ability to visualise, yeah. Tommy. Yeah. A reflective Tommy Dean. What's, uh, uh, yeah, James. What? I, I'd like to see someone go as a sink full of washing up. Uh, <laughs> or as a traffic jam. Or Look, personally, I think the scariest thing on Halloween night particularly is an 8-year-old, a 10-year-old and a 13-year-old dosed up with a Halloween's worth of sugar and chocolate at about 9.45pm. So they should go, I mean, be a bit meta, but I think they should go as that. Um, I don't know how you do this, but really, the scariest thing, obviously, is your own conscience. Uh, So could you go as that? I don't know what it looks like. Personally, I don't even know what my own sounds like, Uh, but that would be scary. I'll give you a hint. It's bald. Why would my conscience be bold? I just sounded funny. I'm sorry. <laughs> I think the scariest thing is, you know, when you really think. <laughs> Why is it so funny? <laughs> I'd have a mullet if I could. Damn it. I think it's funny because we've got a little image of a little James inside James's head. And, and he's bald little as James well. is bald as well. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Great. Well, I think your consciences, whatever they look like, will be playing up tonight. Uh, I think the scariest thing, and again, I don't know how to do you know, this, is do you ever, you ever think about yourself but like in a pitiful way? So lonely me. Mm. You know when you think of yourself as cool, cool me and party me and funny me and then lonely me. That's so I, I, I think going as lonely me. Yeah. I don't think anyone shares that with you. <laughs> <laughs> How sad for you, girls. Yeah. I know. Just now and Isn't again. Isn't it awful? So you, you know, <laughs> when you've run into the back of a cop car taking a selfie, you think, oh, lonely me. <laughs> now, we, it's, time for the, uh, <clears throat> it's time for the wheel of death. It's time for the wheel. I'll try that again. It's time for the wheel of death. Each week when our live audience comes in here at around five o'clock. Have you enjoyed it? Yes. The tickets are very well priced, aren't they? (laughs) They're free. Uh, And you can come too. Just put the TGIF page into your search engine and you can join here and be part of the audience and throw these random topics as they have done on this chocolate wheel. And today's topics are big toe, fig jam, fancy dress, Jet skis, skeletons, chooks, pancakes, first time, zucchini flowers, sliding doors, pineapple, dystopia, landline, smashed avocado. And we're back to Big Toe. James O'Loughlin's going to take it on this week. Yeah. What fills you full of fear? Uh, there's a lot of fruit-based ones, <laughs> food-based ones that seem unnecessary. Yeah. So hopefully we, we avoid them. Anything else is in the bag. Mm. The jet skis one would be good for you because they're just boats for people who have no friends. (laughs) (laughs) Round and round and round it goes where it stops. Nobody knows. James O'Loughlin has to jump up and try to at least vaguely entertain us on the topic of... 
Fig jam. Fig jam. Who suggested fig yeah, jam? Yeah, who was it? Yeah, thanks for nothing. <laughs> nice one. The man who, unfortunately, as of today, in the front row, can't yeah. become a pilot. Um, <laughs> Because oh, you yeah. have a wonderful handlebar moustache, yeah. so you won't be flying anywhere with or without fig jam. Someone, Simon Marnie, who knows everything about food um, and possibly some things about other things, as he walked past in his sort of, you know, his sort of friendly, slightly smug way, uh, <laughs> said, you know what fig jam means? And it means something rude. So is that why you picked it? No, it, no it's, it, it means uh, uh, F... I don't know. I can't even remember what, what he said. It's an acronym for something. Yeah, it's an acronym for something rude. If, um, if I'm good, just ask me. Oh, yeah, if I'm good, just ask me. Yeah, so that's what fig jam that means. Sound that rude? Well, no, the F is not. Actually. The F uh, is a rude word. Oh, I see. Yeah, I'm not familiar with many rude words, but people tell me that the F is a, rude, a word of the rudeness variety. <laughs> uh, fig jam, look, it's an odd thing because I hate figs and love fig jam. So that's odd, isn't it? It's like there aren't many things like that. There's carrots. I'll eat a carrot, but carrot juice just literally, like, liter- like literally vomit on a police car afterwards uh, if there's one around. Fig jam I love on, on, on toast if you, if you have like – so what you do for fig jam, this is the best way to serve it. You get a huge bit of toast, right? Then you put like a, a, a layer of butter and then another layer of butter and then three more layers of butter – and then a couple of layers of peanut butter and then another layer of butter and then you get the tiniest little thing. of You sort of brush it. You know, the definition of eternity is... Um, is this will make sense in a moment. The de- a priest once told me this. Um, uh, the de- I won't say where or when. Uh, 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 he said the definition of eternity is a brass ball that a bird flies past once a year and brushes with its wing when the when the brass ball has been worn away, that is eternity. That's pretty profound, isn't it? Yeah. What has it got to do with fig jam? Well, once you put on all the layers of butter and peanut butter, then you sort of pass the piece of toast and just brush the jar gently with the fig jam. Uh, and then eat it, and fig jam in that circumstance tastes bloody wonderful. Uh, <laughs> in any other circumstance, it's, it's atrocious. So the fact that my mother-in-law makes it and there's eight jars in the back of our fridge <laughs> is neither here nor there. She does listen sometimes, but she's in a play at the moment. Call time, I think, is six, so I might be in the poo as it's quarter <laughs> two. Uh, but, but, but that is the best way to have fig jam, um, except hers, in which case you, you um, tell her you like it. <laughs> but it's not her fault. She's a great cook. She's the best cook in the world. It's just figs are crap. And, it, and you know, it's like trying to make a, it's like trying to make jam out of poo, really. What, <laughs> what, what chance have you got? Do you know what I mean? The odds are stacked. Do you think... Do you Thank think you. that's why Eve uh, swapped out an apple? Hey? <laughs> what? Because, you know, in the Garden of Eden, they were quite yeah. famously, uh, once they realized their nakedness, they dressed themselves in the leaves of the fig. Yeah. But then because figs are so crap, Eve was like, we should just have an apple. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah, I thought yeah. she was like, we should just have a root. I thought that was... <laughs> That was the subtext, wasn't it? But yeah. either of them are better than figs. Yeah. Both apples and sex, I would say. 
are better than an infinite amount of figs. So if it, if it hadn't have been for figs, she wouldn't have chosen the apple, which meant that we wouldn't have, uh, we, we wouldn't have had the, uh, the fall. That's we right. would be living in a pre-Lazarian paradise if it wasn't for figs. Yeah, that's yeah. why figs are, are bad. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. We've proved that. Yeah. And the Bible says so. Does James O'Loughlin die? No. Does he live? Yeah. Yeah. Thank God it's Friday with Richard Glover. Uh, fun, uh, fun side note. Yeah. Uh, yes. My favorite local food blog mm-hmm. is called Fig Jam and Lime Cordial. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a local woman uh, yeah. near the city. Does she and do a good fig jam recipe? I, don't, I have no idea. Is it better than James's no, well, it's, former, it's mother, former mother-in-law? No, no, <laughs> I just want, on the record, she makes fig jam as well as it is possible yeah, to make I, it. I, look. She said 100%. It's just that Look, it's 100% out of I've rarely seen a, an attack which has been, A, so vigorous at the same time as completely doubling in, in on itself to apologise. Yeah. <laughs> That's me all over, baby. Yeah, good to watch. That's what I do. Yeah, well, Next very, week, Quince Paste. Very good to watch. <laughs> now, the... The best newspaper photo of the, of the week, I think, was in the Herald. It features an apartment block in Sydney. I don't know if you saw this, which has been built right next to a tiny, semi-detached house, only one side of which is left. You know, they've bought one half of a semi-detached house. The rest is pressed up against this tower block. It must be Sydney's most odd house. What was unusual about the house you grew up in compared to the houses of your friends? Tommy Dean. We didn't have any unusual, like, my, my parents had normal houses. We lived in the land of the American tract house area, so all of our houses looked exactly like the neighbor's houses, except maybe you chose to put your roof stack to the left as opposed to the right, or maybe you had your door aligned slightly left of center. That's, 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 that's good old American, yeah, freedom. Freedom. <laughs> but the one that sticks to my mind, my grandmother had, uh, she had quite a classic uh, farmhouse, but they had a shed. Uh, they called it the shed, but it was really just a structure that sat over the top of a, what well, was an open pit. It was a, an earth basement that they stored all of their canned goods in. So they canned all of their own oh, vegetables, man. canned beans, canned tomatoes, pickles. Figs, figs, figs. And they kept them down like a wine cellar for food. But the shed, when you open the door, the shed just opened the door, which was a stairs down into a hole in the ground. Uh-huh. Yeah, it was uh, a bomb shelter. Yeah, it was weird. No, yeah. it was a, no, it, was no, it, was it wasn't a tornado shelter. Yeah. What was weird about it is when I remember the, I don't know if you remember, it's going back a ways, but the Blair Witch Project, mm. you know, the famous finish of the Blair Witch Project is them going down into the cellar, and then it seems so horrible. Mm. But in my mind, every time I see that movie, <laughs> as, as they go down the stairs, I think, ooh, green beans. <laughs> <laughs> what about so you, Wendy? What was, what well, was weird? Well, mine was really unusual because um, Dad was a primary school teacher living in the country. So we every school, every house that we lived in was an education department residence. And they were usually, you know, pretty terrible. But they were always in the school grounds, like next to the school, mm-hmm. okay? But anyway, it got to the point where I um, was... Travelling to um, a technical college, the Gordon Institute of Technology, uh, from home. And at that time, we were living in a schoolroom, which was about as, not even as big as the kind of room that we're in now, the studio we're in now. But the amazing thing about it was, it was absolutely fully attached to the schoolroom. So when you walked out the back door, you could either go kind of right into the what was the, the bathroom on the veranda, or you could go left and you would be in the schoolroom. Wow. 
Like, you know, and we used to, you know, we used to use it on the weekends to sort of have parties in and things like that. The best thing was I would come home from college and I could just go through all the kids' desks <laughs> and just confiscate all their lollies. It was fantastic. Nice. But the worst thing about it was the grade sixes would come in into my bedroom and scratch my Joan Baez record. Oh, no. But no, fair dinkum, I lived in, a, like, in a schoolroom. There's not much of a break for your dad No, work. no, because he would go, oh, okay, see you, everyone. You know, I'm off, uh, see you tomorrow for work. And then he'd come home and go, hi, like, within one sentence. Nice, commu- <laughs> nice commute. Yeah, 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 the commute was, well, like, be, was Did you steps. ever go to school? Did you ever live in the school that you went to? Um, it, no, I no, I didn't live in the school, but I always lived in the residences, which was fantastic yeah. because on the weekends you had the whole library and all the sports grounds and all the sporting equipment. And as I say, just rifle through kids' yeah. desks. Kids, Come you over hated. To my place. You, kids, we'll, we'll, you hated. You could leave little. Yeah. Come over to my place. Simple. We'll go to the pool, the tennis court. Yeah. Oh, you <laughs> go and hang out in the English room and we talk about never had a pool. But yeah, this was. <laughs> I had my I had my 18th birthday party. In that schoolroom. Wow. Which was fantastic. Yeah. And, uh, you know, mm. 30 or 40 of my friends from uh, college and sort of trashed the place. It was great. <laughs> <laughs> well, what about your place, James? <laughs> and your dad would be like, I'm late for work. I oh, know I'm not. <laughs> yeah, that's it. I'm here. Oh, well, our house had a laundry chute. So it was a, a three-storey wow. house, but one story was the roof because it was really easy to climb onto the roof. And I used to climb up onto the roof and look around uh, when I, if I wanted some me time and pretend I was ruler of all the lands. It, it, and was, it, was, it was Canberra, so there was nothing to see. Yeah, there was nothing to see. <laughs> and, but the bottom story was just a laundry. And there was a laundry chute from, you know, the living area in the kitchen, this little hole and it was about a, a foot wide, and you put your clothes down the laundry chute, and they'd arrive at the laundry. That was all fine uh, until excellent, excellent details. Yes, <laughs> thank you, because I can see the confusion in the people's eyes. <laughs> I wonder many... where the laundry chute goes. <laughs> and now that you mentioned it, what would you put in there? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, because your thing was pretty normal about the canned beans uh, and the other. I don't think it wasn't normal. Oh, I just thought it was dear, funny that you is... over-detailed the. Well, no, because... This is com- when comedians. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you why. Oh, because of the day mum lost her keys. Oh, it sort of runs in the family. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I bet it what it was. After your mum, you thought, I can only really love a woman who's, <laughs> who is that absent-minded. And that's how no, you... I wouldn't say absent-minded. <laughs> uh, I'd just say, just say foolish. Yeah. Well, no, no, no it only happened once, but she looked at me because she was, she was five foot two, but unfortunately at the time I was only five foot one and three quarters. And she said, up the chute. Uh, so we went down in the laundry and I said, I don't think I'll. And she said, up the chute. Uh, and, and so she sort of pushed me and, and I kind of got wedged. I could get my head out the top. This is like something from Oliver Twist. Yeah, I know. I, I couldn't get out. So that was bad. I was there until I, uh, for about two weeks and I lost enough weight to fall <laughs> back in. Um, and the other thing we had was a fruit that shed, uh, sorry, a tree that shed fruits I suspect figs uh, that no one wanted to eat 12 months a year. And so whenever I came home, I had to spend half an hour picking fruits I off I bet them. you they were those locust things. They might have been. Oh, they, were they yellow? They were yellow. Yeah, that'll yeah. be them. Yeah. Locust jam. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Put the whole street in hospital. <laughs> I reckon you're going to have to – you keep on standing up Tommy for his cellar, but uh, the grandmother's cellar, you're going to have to build a digger cellar like that because every year more fig tree, fig jam is yeah. going to arrive from your we mother-in-law. Mm. You'll never want to eat it. 
You'll need storage for it. You, know, you, you need can a bunker. send it to Tommy's, yeah. yeah. And I totally want a laundry chute. My grandmother had one. I mean, my aunt had one as well, but it wasn't I'll even a chute. I'll top your son for some big jam. No, but, but she didn't even bother to shoot. She literally just had a hole in the floor. Right. It was under, so if you open the door, like we're underneath the sink. Uh, in the, see, in the, in the see you're over-explaining it now. <laughs> no, I'm not. I'm not over-explaining it. I'm telling you, I'm locating it in the story. It was under the sink. That's a lie. If I just said it was a hole in the floor, which was much like what the floor was, but yeah. then some had been removed. <laughs> yeah, that's what I was doing. Do you know you've reminded me, this is a bit of a uh, trapdoor and a school story. Um, <laughs> See, well, she's a peace beautifully segued, Wendy. Thank you. I guess years it ago, follows on Years perfectly. ago, when I was in Form 3 and we had a, a substitute French teacher. And what there was in our old school at Upway High, there was a trap door in the floor. Anyway, what happened was to play a prank on her, she went out to the, go to the headmaster's office to get some more chalk or whatever. Anyway, about 35 <laughs> of us all climbed into the trap door. Oh, nice. And hid underneath. That's great. And she came back like only a moment later and went, Who eh, est la or le studente? Or whatever French, you know, thing that is. And then she went, huh? And then she walked out again and she was out the thing. And then we all piled back out again and we're sitting there going, doo doo. That's great. Isn't that excellent? That's fantastic. That is trick or treat, ladies and gentlemen. It also tells us how good a French teacher she was. It must be something about French. We had a French teacher at school. Someone went out the window, ground floor, don't panic. Uh, he did the role. Uh, Someone did. Uh, La Fenetra. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> went out the window, came round and knocked at the door. He opened the door, saw this kid who'd been sitting there uh, up until, you know, 30 seconds ago and just stared at him, then stared at his empty seat, then stared at him again. And the kid just looked back and said, Sorry, I'm late. And <laughs> it was great. Good as that. I know, there was this one time I had French toast. <laughs> well, you have to top no. everything. Uh, then... Hey, uh, top, uh, talking about topping everything, who were the winners and losers of this week? Wendy Harmon. Uh, well, I think uh, the winners and losers of this week are Angelina Jolie and Brad Pitt because with James and Mariah Carey splitting, uh, they will have a bit of peace. <laughs> and the losers are the editors of Women's Day who thought that that whole Packer Carey thing would run on for years. Have they actually split? Is it the oh, deal? well, that was the news, yeah. Gee whiz. Yeah, that's the news. Yeah. Uh, so poor editors. You're saying poor editors, you know. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Yeah. yeah that's Probably it. someone else. Uh, the winners <laughs> are oh, Australia because there's going to be Warnie the, ser- the mini-series. Yes. Uh, I just feel so excited about that. Um, we have a chance to relive all his greatness. Only two things could be better um, if he stars as himself, yeah. <laughs> obviously. Um, and uh, if it was not a mini-series but just a permanent thing on our television all the time. Uh, the loser are me, Tommy and Wendy. As you walk in here, there's something about the light that makes our water water look like red cordial mm. and when you pick it up and drink it, it's not. Mm. But so, it looks red. So you're saying with every sip this hour, it's, it's been, been disappointment. a disappointment, yeah. Mm. Well, the first one, after that I got used to it. <laughs> it was very... At least it wasn't fig juice. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of visual. You kind of have to be here, don't like, you, Like, I'm lady? not that stupid, Richard. I go, oh, that looks red. Great. It's uh, cordial. No, it's water. And then five seconds later, I go, I might have another sip. Oh, it's cordial now. 
We've no, already, we already established that there's a small bald man inside your head. So, yeah. <laughs> really, know what's going on. Tommy Dean, who were the winners and losers of this week? Uh, I agree. I, uh, it's weird to cross over, but I thought uh, the big loser was James Packer. Only the sense that who has $10 million to just give a woman a ring and then say, whatever, keep it. Yeah, that's right. Who has that? I, I, I get my onion rings back. <laughs> if we break up at Hungry Jack's, give me those back. <laughs> <laughs> you can keep the ones you ate, but the rest are mine. The rest are mine. Keep the ones you ate. You're a generous man. <laughs> generous man. Not going through that. Uh, the winner, uh, and we talked about it earlier in the week, and it's just proven to be so exciting so far. Uh, American sport, by golly, baseball is the greatest thing ever invented by people to do. Uh, the World Series moves into game three tomorrow. Game two, uh, the Cubs won game one. The Cleveland Indians won. It is exciting and it's historic and it's amazing as baseball has ever gotten. And you can quit looking at me like you don't know what I'm talking about. <laughs> Tell them about the, the Billy Goat. Tell them the about Billy the Billy Goat. Goat. The, curse of the, the curse of the Cubs uh, in 1908, game four, uh, the owner of the Cubs was sent out of the stadium because he had brought his goat to the game, as was the fashion of the time. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, they kicked him out. He said, you and your goat, get out! And uh, he said, this is 1945, and as he walked out, he said, this team will never win again. If my goat can't come to the game, you will never win. Has it ever won? They have never won. Wow. Until maybe this time around, please thank Wendy Armour, Tommy (laughs) Dean, and James O'Loughlin. Thanks for being part of it. Uh, Next week, there's cricket. Then we're back with Tommy, Colin Buchanan, and Zoe Kumsma with Mike McClellan doing the music. I'm Richard Glover. Thank God it's Friday! (laughs) 